other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Moreno. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I have been very critical of Mayor Eric Adams and his administration whenever I felt it was necessary to do so, but I don't think I've been unfair. Whenever he's done something that I've agreed with, I've always given him credit. And I have to tell you, this latest initiative that was announced yesterday, I think is five star. And if he resigns tomorrow, which obviously I hope doesn't happen, but if he resigns tomorrow and is no longer mayor, I think this may stand out as his greatest legacy yet. Mayor Adams, many of you might have heard about this as well. Bob Brown did this at the uh, top of the hour news. Mayor Adams is pledging to erase the medical debt of as many as 500,000 New Yorkers, calling it the largest municipal initiative of its kind in the country. So the city is going to spend $18 million over three years to relieve more than $2 billion, billion with a B, in medical debt. The mayor said uh, yesterday that this initiative is going to cover New Yorkers whose annual household income is at or below 400% of the federal poverty line, which is about $79,000 for a family of two, or whose medical debt equals 5% or more of their annual income. I have to tell you, I think this is just terrific. I don't believe people should go bankrupt because of medical bills. And yet I have seen so many people who spend years trying to crawl out of a debt hole because they or a family member didn't have insurance to cover all of the necessary medical bills. So the city is partnering with the nonprofit RIP Medical Debt to purchase bundled debt portfolios and ultimately wipe out the balance that eligible patients owe, no application required. The mayor said the investment is an example of smart fiscal management because it will help prevent working class New Yorkers from falling into the city's safety net. I completely agree. Completely agree. Low-income, uninsured New Yorkers, the city is going to pick up the cost of unpaid medical debt one way or another. And I agree this is a huge help to everybody. And look, it's not just low-income. A lot of middle-class New Yorkers that will be affected by this as well. The Mayor's Fund to Advance New York City launched a fundraising campaign to supplement Adams' funding commitment and potentially expand the initiative. Now, one day we're going to have to do a commentary on looking at what the Mayor's Fund to Advance New York City is because that whole thing seems a little shady. But for now, I will toast to the mayor and celebrate all the people that are about to be medical debt free. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Tomorrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Those of you who are driving right now or those of you who drive in our area regularly know exactly of what I am about to speak. We are being told to death. MTA tolls, Port Authority tolls, 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 tolls. You drive everywhere and you get told. And the worst thing about it is these tolls are really a regressive tax because 
the less money that you earn, everyone's paying the same, uh, let's say, $12 in a toll. So the less money that you earn, the bigger share of your income that toll is taking. So if you make hundred grand a year and you're driving through the same toll every day as somebody that makes a million dollars a year, for the millionaire, maybe it's not a big deal, but for the guy making hundred grand, it is a huge deal. And now we are learning, thanks to some new numbers released yesterday, that drivers who concealed, obstructed, or faked their license plates were able to avoid 244,000 MTA tolls a month last year and cost the agency about $46 million in toll revenue in 2022. Now, just think about that. That's just the MTA. That doesn't even include the Port Authority tolls. So these drivers who used fake, obstructed license plates or something along those lines, they dodged not only 224,000 MTA tolls, they dodged 20,000 red light camera tickets. Now, I don't like paying those red light camera tickets any more than you do, but the bottom line is everybody is supposed to pay them. And unfortunately, these scoff laws are causing all of us to have to pay a little bit more. And those of us that take the train and the bus, there's a reason our fares keep going up because these people are putting a $46 million annual hole in the MTA budget. Is it any wonder that the MTA is trying to pass on to us a billion dollar a year congestion pricing fee, which is going to charge drivers $15 to enter Manhattan below 50th Street? This is crazy. This is, as David Mack, the uh, Nassau County representative on the MTA board said, this is an epidemic. All you have to do is ride around and you see these plates that are reflective, numbers are skewed, covered up, or bent. I am calling for a widespread crackdown on everybody that is using these obscure license plates. And these law enforcement officials and experts that spoke to Newsday about it said that while some of these scams are decades old, there's been a proliferation of automatic toll collections and camera tickets on buses, red lights, state highway work zones. They've given rise to a new crop of drivers seeking novel ways to avoid detection. We need to crack down on these people. And if you're one of these folks that's using an obscured license plate to make sure you don't have to pay a toll, shame on you. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. What is going on with the state assembly Republicans in New York? Well, at least a small group of them, I think, have lost their minds. A small group of New York Republicans traveled to China for eight days last month at the behest of a shadowy not-for-profit that has close ties to the Chinese Communist Party. This is raising all sorts of concerns, even among some members of their own party, about why they would do this. But Sure enough, Assembly Minority Leader Will Barkley and New York City Assembly members Lester Chang, Sam Perizzolo, Michael Novikov all took part in the privately funded trip last month, meeting with government officials and business leaders from the People's Republic of China. The organization that funded the trip, a Brooklyn-based community group called the American Chinese Commerce Association, has been described as closely linked to an arm of the Chinese Communist Party known as the United 
Front Work Department. According to U.S. security agencies, United Front Work seeks to influence American individuals and institutions, especially state-level lawmakers, through various overtures that include sponsored trips to meet with Chinese officials. I want to be clear. I don't begrudge any of these elected officials the opportunity to go to China. I'm glad they went. Maybe they can learn something. But the fact that this shady nonprofit group that is so tied in with the Chinese Communist Party is paying for this trip. It raises concerns about what the agenda is going to be on this trip, what they're going to see, who they're going to meet with. You get the sense that it's not exactly an objective fact-finding mission. You get the sense that it's a propaganda tour. This trip also raises questions about how much information state lawmakers should disclose about travel they take abroad that's partially funded by outside entities. These types of trips don't necessarily constitute lobbying and may skirt several other ethics requirements for elected officials. So Minority Leader Barkley said the trip was approved by legislative ethics officials charged with examining trips like these. He called it a reasonable, legitimate excursion and noted he spent more than $2,000 of his own money during the trip. Oh, Thank you, Minority Leader. You spent your own money on a trip? My goodness. We should give you a medal or something. So the trip came shortly after a meeting between the Chinese President Xi Jinping and President uh, American President Joe Biden last fall when the two leaders discussed issues that have sparked tension between the countries, including fentanyl and national security. So in response to questions from the Albany Times Union, Assemblymember Chang said the sponsor had initiated the overseas travel. Chang said he paid for his own plane tickets, as did Barkley. Something about this just isn't right. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. What is going on with the state assembly Republicans in New York? Well, at least a small group of them, I think, have lost their minds. A small group of New York Republicans traveled to China for eight days last month at the behest of a shadowy not-for-profit that has close ties to the Chinese Communist Party. This is raising all sorts of concerns, even among some members of their own party, about why they would do this. But Sure enough, Assembly Minority Leader Will Barkley and New York City Assembly members Lester Chang, Sam Perizzolo, Michael Novikov all took part in the privately funded trip last month, meeting with government officials and business leaders from the People's Republic of China. The organization that funded the trip, a Brooklyn-based community group called the American Chinese Commerce Association, has been described as closely linked to an arm of the Chinese Communist Party known as the United Front Work Department. According to U.S. security agencies, United Front Work seeks to influence American individuals and institutions, especially state-level lawmakers, through various overtures that include sponsored trips to meet with Chinese officials. I want to be clear. I don't begrudge any of these elected officials the opportunity to go to China. I'm glad they went. Maybe they can learn something. But the fact that this shady nonprofit group that is so tied in with 
with the Chinese Communist Party is paying for this trip. It raises concerns about what the agenda is going to be on this trip, what they're going to see, who they're going to meet with. You get the sense that it's not exactly an objective fact-finding mission. You get the sense that it's a propaganda tour. This trip also raises questions about how much information state lawmakers should disclose about travel they take abroad that's partially funded by outside entities. These types of trips don't necessarily constitute lobbying and may skirt several other ethics requirements for elected officials. So Minority Leader Barkley said the trip was approved by legislative ethics officials charged with examining trips like these. He called it a reasonable, legitimate excursion and noted he spent more than $2,000 of his own money during the trip. Oh, thank you, Minority Leader. You spent your own money on a trip? My goodness. We should give you a medal or something. So the trip came shortly after a meeting between the Chinese President Xi Jinping and President, uh, American President Joe Biden last fall when the two leaders discussed issues that have sparked tension between the countries, including fentanyl and national security. So in response to questions from the Albany Times Union, Assemblymember Chang said the sponsor had initiated the overseas travel. Chang said he paid for his own plane tickets, as did Barkley. Something about this just isn't right. Beam me up! To be continued. Other side of midnight. Local spotlight. One of the things that I really enjoy doing, uh, both by myself and with others, is walk around. I love to walk around my neighborhood, love to walk around my workplace, love to just walk everywhere. And still, yesterday, I was walking around with my son, and I was shocked at how many sidewalks and areas are still covered with snow and ice. Now, do you have any idea how difficult it is to push a stroller over icy, snow-crusted sidewalks? By the way, he wears not really in the stroller phase anymore, but he rides around in a car that I push him in. But some stretches are bare, but many are still unshoveled, especially at corner crossings. So it leaves a lot of people asking the question, what are the rules with respect to snow shoveling? Whose job is it to clear the way, and how can you spur some snow-removing action? Well, the newspaper The City, in a great article by Rachel Holiday-Smith, had a pretty handy-dandy guide to who, what you're supposed to do as a property owner and as a citizen. So according to 311 and the Department of Sanitation, sidewalks must be cleared within four hours of snow if snow falls between 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. If it's snows overnight between 9 p.m. and 7 a.m., sidewalks have to be cleared by 11 a.m. Critically, property owners who are adjacent to corner crossings fire hydrants, bus stops, also have to make sure those are cleared too. Not removing ice and snow isn't just a hassle. It can be incredibly dangerous, especially for people with mobility issues. According to the city's Department of Health, falls among New Yorkers 65 and older are the leading cause of injury-related hospitalizations. Falls cause more than 17,000 hospitalizations of older adults every year in the city, and 7% of those falls took place on a street or a highway. So if you're 
are steaming mad and struggling to pull your shopping cart through a snowbank, look to the property next door. Chances are good that the owner there is responsible. And you could try asking for some snow clearing directly if it's a business or a neighbor you know. If not, you can report the problem by calling 311, but make sure enough time has passed after a snowfall to be sure an owner is in violation of snow clearing rules because your complaint might be tossed if the call comes in during the grace period. Keep a record of the 311 complaint number. So what if the snow hasn't been cleared in a public spot, like a park or next to a school? Here's how do you deal with that. If there's snow next to a subway station, contact the MTA by calling 511. For snow in a bus shelter, you call 311. For snow next to a police building, you contact the NYPD or find the local precinct and give them a call directly. And the Community Affairs Division should be able to help you. Be careful out there if you're still trying to walk around in areas that are snowy and icy. And if you see someone not cleaning up the snow, report them. Beam me up! To be continued.